say on it, the tape never lies. <laughs>
is anyone's fields uh, or uh, Twitter feeds basically just one guy going, they told me Justin can't do this. And then another guy going, and they told me Caleb couldn't do this yeah. back and forth, just yeah. subtweeting. Who who knew that it was going to be 20, uh, what was it, 2019 and 2020 yeah. all over again for us? So, yeah. And this is the Lucas, this is the thing going, you know, Danny Parkins has the has the report out there. I guess it was Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports. And, you know, that's out there. And listen, guys, when we point out a negative or a flaw or maybe just the timing sucks, and that's what it can come down to. This isn't really a talent issue. <laughs> finances play. It's, it's finances, number one. That's oh. what it comes down to. And the timing is is bad. Justin Fields is talented, cars, but I just don't think but I, I think don't think he's gonna be here. The the timing thing though that you mentioned is the other thing we've got to look at is right now, how much do you think the Arizona Cardinals regret that Kyler Murray deal? How bad do you think especially with how much better the offense in new york has looked without daniel jones how much do you think that they regret that daniel jones deal there's a lot more guys recently yeah um that that kyler showed more as a natural passer i would say but a lot of these guys that had shown a lot and, and got overpaid based on potential and who they could be and what they could be and they haven't delivered on it and i think if you even take a look at it jalen hurts from a passing perspective has taken a step back this year yeah and so these these rush to get these deals on potential and what they could be are sort of not worth it in right. in some regards and i think that plays into it too you know when you when you play this uh when you play this game of like he could be it it could be close it could be right here you know it, it's the most dangerous game that you play in the nfl like at some point um the the issue with with justin isn't that it's he can't do anything or you know the things that he can't do and the positives about him aren't the things that he can do it's really the fact that week to week it's inconsistent inconsistency is who he is and you can't you cannot bet on inconsistencies for everyone that wants to sit down and show the clip of him making a throw and my god can we please stop sh sharing videos that are like only three quarterbacks in the league can make this throw no like there are 15 20 quarterbacks that can make that throw it it there isn't that much differentiating them but no, it's, I, it's, I, I yeah i totally hear you man and it, it, it's it's a volatile subject, and it's not like we haven't been through this before. It was, you know, it goes all the way. I, I don't think we ever dealt with it with with Rex or anything like that. But you know, there We've was been dealing with it, Jay. Yeah, yeah. There was people that thought Jay was going to get out and you know going to blow up. Definitely saw. I mean, there was people anointing Mitch going to be a multiple Super Bowl champion. And listen, I, I think Justin Fields is more talented than any of them. Absolutely. The shitty part about this is 
the timing and the con the the way that the contract is structured and we've been over this but let's just go over it one more time the bears have to pick up justin field's fifth year option by what i it's like may 4th it's right after the draft it's like may 3rd or may 4th 2024 and once you do that you're guaranteeing him 20 was it 25 million cars right around there it's, it's 23 to 25 ish yeah. million somewhere in that range so yeah let's just say let's just say 25 and um you're guaranteeing him that salary for 2025. And when, you know, people are out there saying that the bears don't know if they want the, well, the bears don't have to make up the decision right now. I happen to believe, and I said this to Matt Waldman last night, and I'll ask you the same thing, cars. Do you think that Ryan Poles knows what he wants to do? Because I do. Yeah. I think he already knows. And I think he's probably known for a while. And I, started to change my outlook on this and not saying that Josh Lucas is the be all end all, but I never thought about it from his perspective of, do you think that Ryan Poles and the Chicago bears did everything in their power to surround Justin Fields with everything that he needed with the amount of cap space that they had with the draft draft capital that they had. And I think the question to that is, no, I don't think they did. I don't they think didn't. they went over the top with it. And no. cars, we've seen play calls. We've seen situations in game where it's pointed to the Bears not believing in Justin Fields. Is he wildly talented? Yes. Would I be shocked if he went someplace else and the light came on? I wouldn't be shocked. But it's just the the timing is wrong. And I don't want to steal your thunder here. No. I know you got a lot of great content and we can get right into it, man. But it's it's people you have to when you're dealing with something like this, you have to you have to look beyond 2024. You have to look beyond 2025. And cars is going to show you guys that tonight, because when we say that finances are involved, it's not just quarterback. You just drafted some DBs that need that are going to need to be paid. Jalen Johnson going to need to be paid. Tevin Jenkins going to need to be paid. There's going to be a lot of people that need to be paid. And guess what? If you have an albatross at quarterback, it ruins the whole roster, yeah. right? If um, if this is if this becomes like the the Mitch scenario, right? And you build the team thinking that you found the quarterback and he doesn't make the step, it's game over. You're rebooting and you're redoing all of this all over again. Mm -hmm. And the hard part is this team and this roster is way more well-built and youthfully built right now than that 2018 football team was right everybody right. is still young uh everyone is still developing but i think again if you go back and and you look at it um you know i i want to highlight a comment here because i think I don't think the room ever self-destructs, right? These are professionals. They understand this game. I'm sure it will be a hard pill to swallow because we've talked multiple, many times. Justin's a natural leader. People gravitate towards him. He's a great 
he's a great guy. Like he's a great human being. Right. He's very involved in the community. He's very involved with his teammates, etc. But if you go back and kind of watch some of the things, again, the issue is the highs and the lows. There is no consistency. People will say people miss throws every game. You're you're absolutely right. But look at the how many they happen. Look at the situations and when they happen. Look how consistently they seem to happen. You know, if you go back to that Detroit game, I sent you and Ryan two clips yeah. of, of passes that should have been out earlier or should have been thrown and never were. We're not using the middle of the field. You know, there's there's all of these things. So yeah, Justin looked great again or looked better last week. I, I really struggle with this. He looked great and it was an ascendant game. And really the first drive, take away the first drive and kind of to the end, that middle portion was mm-hmm. so ugly. It was so ugly. And more of that was on some of the misses and the delays. Um, I'm going to start off with my least popular thing because I see this a lot. And I'm going to make the worst comparison that everyone will hate me for. But you got to remember one thing. Four years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, we sat in the offseason before Matt Nagy's last season. And what did we all kind of hear? Or two years? Yeah, it was even longer than that ago. Uh, We heard, it's not all on Mitch, right? If only we rolled out more, if only we moved the pocket more, if only we did this more, um, Ryan Cox will hate me more. Hate me more is a good play. Um, And and Creighton, this is simply not true. And that is... There are some instances of this, but there are a lot of instances in which he is throwing the ball yeah. late because he's got a delay. Like you, anyway. To, to back to the Mitch thing, yeah, guys, and and listen, and Creighton, I'm not. I we are on Creighton, we are, but yeah, everybody yeah. else. It's but not. it's just it's like Carr said. That's not you can't fall into the trap of wanting something so bad that you're going to make shit up to prove your narrative that doesn't work for anybody at cars wanted justin fields to work out and be here for the next 15 years just like i did everybody saw our reactions on draft night but we're in 2024 listen if you didn't have the number one overall pick this is a fucking moot point in my book because i'm i'm not if I'm moving off of Justin Fields for a quarterback, it's going to be for Caleb Williams. I'm not moving off of Justin Fields for Drake, Drake May. Or I'm not moving Daniels off. or anybody else. And, That's and the- Bullets, Troy Aikman is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL history. Way more overrated than anybody else. Um, but we did this, we did this kind of with Mitch. We blamed gets we blamed Nagy. We said if we move the pocket more, if we did this, if if they played to his strengths more, it's the same thing that we've seen over and over again. By the way, it was the same conversation with Jay Cutler. Where do we where why don't we move him out of the pocket more? He's so good. Why do you do all of this? If you want to see uh Here's your comparison, ladies and gentlemen. If 
channeling my inner uh, Angelo on the ladies and gentlemen there. <laughs> Look at the bottom. If you compare Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky over their Bears careers, and that those Fields numbers are if my projections uh, for Justin are correct. If you look at this and you look at these numbers, and I understand that Justin is by far a better rusher and is is more explosive, but guess what? You need to be consistent from the pocket. If any of you know or, or follow Danny Parkins, Danny Parkins had Kurt Warner on the show this week, and it's as close to a must-listen must listen uh, pod that or 15 minutes that you can because he talks about this absolutely all over the place and those are just numbers and cars just address this because this is going to go right along with what you're gonna nuke tonight and that's yeah it's again not caleb is actually would actually be a million dollars more expensive than justin fields next year uh Second year, he would be, and we'll show the numbers, but that's that's not accurate because uh, it, they're each of their fifth year. That doesn't even that's not even a factor. Because so the way you look at it is Trevor Lawrence signed for like four years, thirty six million. Uh, Bryce Young signed for four years, thirty seven million. So most likely Caleb would be in the four years, thirty eight million ish range, and so. Once you once you get to that fifth year option, which would still probably be at that point about thirty million, that's four years down the line. In four years, you are into three or four anything. You, you know, like you're you're into forty plus million overall. You know, per year at that point. For so Justin. It, for Justin. So right. Caleb is is cheaper, except for next year. And, but, and it's a million dollars more. That's it. Which a million dollars in the NFL is like is, finding two bucks in your yeah. couch. And Vaughn, I understand that you think that, but you're paying a quarterback who's missing 20% of his games year in, year out, right? He missed actually more than that, but I didn't give him take away from last year's week 17 game or the 17th game because it, you know, he could have played, but they just rested him, basically. Right. But you, yeah, it absolutely fits. And yeah. four games a year is a significant amount of time to miss. Yeah, and even on this crate, and like, yeah, your salary cap going up to, it's it's gonna it's gonna move up. But what happens with the salary cap going up? Salaries go up. So, and and the amount of people that you have under your right. cap are are less so let's let's just dive into that yeah. Shane, if we can but I, and i want to put that put that out there because if you're signing up right now to sign on for justin's fifth year remember we're not going to be in the top 10 we're not going to be in the top 10 again next year so how are you going to get a quarterback? You're going to get all these extra picks, and then you're going to have to give them to try to get a quarterback again. If you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you don't win. You don't win consistently. If you build this great team and you do all of these wonderful things, if your quarterback is not there, you're, you're not going to win. So you, 
doesn't mean that someone's not talented. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have all this ability. But to, to Shane's point, where this really starts to get in is you need to look at the cap of, of where things are going. So when you look at, and this is basically some basic numbers for you, but to, to Creighton's point, the cap next year will be around $240 million. And right now, the way that it looks, we you need 56 guys basically under contract. We have 37 guys under contract. Uh, there is 60 million in cap space. So you have the ability to add more in cap space, right? And we'll talk about that in a second. But you've got this list of free agents that you have to fix. Where it's, you know, Jalen Johnson, it's Cairo Santos, it's Justin Jones, who to me have all earned extensions of some varying degree. And I put in rough estimates of what those extensions would potentially look like for those guys. And then you look at all these players and all of these needs. So you lose Foreman, you've got two running backs, you'll have no wide receivers, you'll have one tight end, you will not have a lot of depth in the interior of the line. Uh, the defensive end you still need. You have, you know, some other openings there as well. When you move to the next portion, which is the 2025, this is, again, when you would have to look at that Justin Fields contract, right? right. So that's that fifth-year extension number at that point. One for $25 million. And Tevin Jenkins, I'm using the Chris Lindstrom contract there as the extension point to give you an idea here of five for, for 100. That is pretty close to what Lindstrom signed for. Uh, but these things, as we all know, move up. So that's probably the floor if Tevin continues to play uh, at this level. But the issue, and again, if you look up above, yes, we have $130 million in space, but we need 26 people to fill out the... Uh, 26 people to fill out the roster right. last but not least when you get to 2026 this is the biggest issue this is where it's going to be and 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 alex in three years that daniel jones contract is null and void because that contract will have been five years old and if you these numbers are going up big time every year if you look at it, Lamar and others are starting to make north of $60 million per year. So if you think that he's going to sign for 2022 money in 2026, I hate to break it to you. That's that's not going to be the case. These things are always moving up. So yes, the cap is moving up, but the dollar amounts are moving up. But in 2026, you have to sign Fields, Moore, Gordon, Brisker, Braxton Jones is in there. Um, and between those five alone, you are talking northwards of $100 million in deals that have to go out to those type of players. And that's if things stay the same. DJ Moore will still be 28 years old. North of $30 million a year if he keeps producing at this level, where right now Devontae is the $30 million wide receiver. Those numbers are going up. All of these things are going to go up. So I built in a little bit extra for the, the Gordon and the Brisker potential extensions. It doesn't even cover what Braxton Jones may do. Yeah, and 
and it's not two more years of te- it's you have one more year. The 2025 offseason comes right after the 2024 season. So you have one more season of Tevin after this year. Yep. Because it's a fourth year. It's this next year is his fourth year. Anybody right. that is not drafted in the first year, maximum of a four year contract. Yeah. And bullets just, just on this, the where your theory here falls apart badly is Troy Aikman was drafted in 1989. NFL free agency didn't even become a thing until March 1st, 1993. So they plan B at that point. Yeah. It's not even, I mean, you were four years from NFL free agency, even being a thing. And I mean, they, they had won multiple Super Bowls at that point, Dallas. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it just is what it is. And it's, Again, and I know it sounds like we're railroading on the kid. It's not. We're not telling you that he's not talented. It's the money. It's the financials. Cars, that's what it's going to come down to. Guys, if you have to understand, in 2025, Deshaun Watson is going to be making $64 million a year. Patrick Mahomes is 60. Josh Allen's is 56 and a half. Russell Wilson is 55 and a half. Aaron Rodgers will still be making 50 plus million. Matt Stafford is 50 million. Joe Burrow is 46. Derek Carr is 46. Kyler Murray is 46. Like Devontae Adams is 44 million in 2025. Lamar Jackson is 40. Daniel Jones is 40. And these are deals that are signed a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. So don't like, there's a difference between these things being all guaranteed and what the total contract number is going to be. I, and yeah, I get that, uh, get that this is that Troy did that, but it was 1989 football. Guys, the the league isn't the same. The Dallas was able to benefit by the absolute ridiculous Herschel Walker trade that has never been created again and never been implemented again. It's it's not the same. We can't we we gotta stop going back to like 1990 to be like, this is the comp. It's not football is not the same. It's it's just not. We have to lose that. All these numbers are going up. Yeah. All and- these so he was, but he was drafted. So I'm just looking it up. Troy Aikman was drafted in 1989 with the Baron roster, one and 15. Next year, seven and nine. 1991, his third season, 11 and five. Second in the NFC East, lost in the playoffs. Year four, Super Bowl champs. Year five, Super Bowl champs. Uh, 1994, lost in the conference championship. 1995, won another Super Bowl. We're if, where's the comparison there? It's a it's a different era. Yeah. Right. It's... And it, it and please don't say that it's Justin's second year. It's his third year. It's year yeah, three. He's got a contract. We've got two more years. And so this is interesting. And this is what cars you and I talked about this pre-show. And I I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too far. A hundred percent yes, there is a way. And it is very, very simple for me. And I think Cars agrees with me. And I, if you watched Keeping It 100 last night, which I, if you didn't, I hope everybody goes back and watches it because Matt Waldman is always one of the best guests that we have on. He's phenomenal. He's one of the best ever. 
to me, I've already you guys know my feelings. To me, it's a it's a two quarterback race. You're either drafting Caleb Williams or you're staying with Justin Fields. I'm not interested in anything beyond that. That's that's me. Everybody's not going to agree with me, and that's fine. Based on tape and the financial stability you get with Caleb Williams, I 100% understand the move. But in the pre-draft process, if I sit down with Caleb, I'm, I'm not worried about the tape at that point. I need to find out who the kid is, who the man is, what he's about. Does he need football? Does he want football? Can he live without football? How do I just feel about him as an everyday person? Do I believe in him as a leader? Because if I have one question about that, if I am not sold on that, guess what? For me, you move ahead with Justin Fields and you figure it out. You cannot bring a person in here that you do not believe can take the franchise by the horns and and be a leader. Absolutely. To me, you can't. Can't read a book on that, Mitch. When you're telling people that you're reading books on how to be a leader, guess what? That's fucking problem. Even if you're doing it, that's fine. I don't want you to fucking go out and tell everybody about that. That's a problem. But yeah, that's how you that's how you move forward forward with Justin. If you don't believe in Caleb Williams, the person, then you can't do it. And I know that that's probably going to open up everything and people saying he, he cried and he's a diva when nobody here knows that because there's not one person in the comments. There's not one person on this panel that sat down with him that has talked to him. Yep. Now I've talked to somebody that does know that it's been very, very positive that I've been told. So we'll see. This is where Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, Kevin Warren, all of these guys have to be comfortable with Caleb Williams, the man. And for me, that's what it comes down to. No, and I think that's that's the way. You know, if if again, if, if you're not going to be in the, the top 10 because the roster is so much better. And I understand that people say there's holes everywhere, but good Lord, look at, look at a team right now who's running away with it. You can argue San Francisco is probably the best team right now, but every other team has massive holes everywhere. So this team isn't going to be in this position again. This is the time where you really have a gift you know, if anybody saw me on Twitter, I ripped the Detroit Lions apart because they, they were playing with house money. They had the L.A. Rams pick. They were sitting in the top 10. They were never going to be in that place again. It was their time to, to make that move. And what did they do? They could have paired Jalen Carter with Aiden Hutchinson and had a dominant defensive line. But they went conservative. They believed in an off-the-ball linebacker and a split-time running back. You know, they traded a great tight end, TJ Hawkinson, to basically fill that need with Sam Laporta, and they're getting basically the same production out of it. So they created a hole to fill a hole to get the same thing. 
If you guys think that the Bears don't need another quarterback, that's great. That's on you, um, and and you can do that. But I'm not I'm not entertaining this argument anymore. This is just like Mitch. You are on one side or the other, and no matter how much evidence points you or shows you that there are issues, you don't want to see them because you look right. at the good. It's where we are, and you know what? That's that's fine. That's fine for for everything. But it's it's a point I'm not arguing. The way that I look at it, the way I see it. Justin is still too inconsistent. He's still not good on his footwork. There are several plays, and I'm sure Phil showed you them through the tape review of him being seconds late to make a throw, to read something, to 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 release the ball. There are times that he doesn't. He doesn't use the middle of the field. You're absolutely right. He could go somewhere else and get it figured out. It could happen. But you're not you. You don't want to be the team that sits down and builds a whole entire roster around a player, in hopes that he develops in year four, instead of starting over in year one. That's that's yeah. the thing. It's like you can't scout the helmet. That's the. So every Tennessee the, quarterback has been great. Right. Yeah. Do you every remember? Stanford quarterback since Andrew Luck has been great. You. It, yeah. Yeah. If the under the under that premise, you would have never drafted Brian Urlacher because a guy that played all over the field from New Mexico, you know, there there was it, you cannot scout the helmet. I mean, Steve McNair would have never been in the NFL, right? Donovan McNabb wouldn't have been the second overall pick in the draft out of Syracuse because Syracuse quarterbacks never made it. It's I understand there can be a pattern there, but every single person is their own is their own projection, their own their own tape. It's based on traits. It's based on the person. It's based on the human. If you say, "Oh nope, you're a USC quarterback," see ya, not doing it. You're not gonna have a job for long. I'll tell you that. It's crazy. And and last but not least, James. I was so excited. Justin was the player that I was that I wanted. I'm not okay. I'm not ride or dying any player. I ride or die the Bears, and I'm gonna call it the way that I see it. And if you guys don't like it, it it drives me crazy, right? So you you can completely disagree. I don't care if Caleb's if we draft Caleb and Caleb sucks. I'll talk about it. I talked about it with Mitch. Talked about it with Justin. I'll do it again. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's this is bullets. You're not wrong. It's not. This isn't just a, a Justin Fields issue that we have maintained here. Yes, it's been a coaching issue, but but the flaws that Justin Fields has today, he had at Ohio State, surrounded by elite level talent and elite level backups at almost every single position he had the same issues that he's had here if you go back and everybody if you're a ttnl fan has the ability to go back and look every person to a man matt waldman said it again last night the number one flaw with justin is exactly what it is now if we could just speed up that processing just a tick and when you're in a game where inches and seconds matter it's massive and you can build around him 
But if you're not willing to commit 40 to $50 million a year to Justin Fields right now, this second, then the decision has been made. Cars, you've been saying that. Absolutely. And, and, and bullets, this would be the last one I say, dude, college and the NFL is so much different. I think, I don't think Ryan day is an elite coach. He is not. Uh, Ryan day is a terrible coach. Actually look at, at everything that's happened since C- look what CJ Stroud. Yeah. They, CJ neutered, looks- they neutered him. And he looks so much better. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But Shane, you th- that point is the one that you make. It's not that you have to say, I'm going to go pay him $40 million a year. It is, if I could, would I pay him $40 million a year right now? If this is the New York Giants last offseason, and you've got to figure this out, because you're not transition tagging a quarterback. You're just not. You're not getting to him for 20 to 25 million dollars. Will you pay him 40? And if not, then no. Like it's it's just it's not it's not the case. And when you have to take it kind of that step further, look at what's going to happen over the next two off seasons. So if I so go back to this, right? We have 60 million dollars at 63, but I wanted to to keep it a little bit rounder at that point. But look at what's going to have to happen in the next two off seasons. So we have 63 million. If you cut Eddie and, and Cody, which I fully believe that's what, oh, what they're going to do. They're gone. Yep. $85 million. So if you looked at the past, the other, the other page, you have to look at um, Jalen, Cairo, and Justin Jones all getting re-signed. I have basically Jalen around 18 million a season, which he may ask for more. Cairo for about four. Justin Jones has been playing about seven. So I have him about $8 million a season for three years. So that's a $30 million of, of free agent signings. Drops your cap to $55 million, And it drops your available cap a year later down another $30 million. Uh, if you pick up Justin's fifth year, which you have to do again this offseason, that drops the available cap down in two years to $75 million. That's not all that has to happen. Your current draft picks, at least for the first and seventh pick itself, are $11.5 million. So just rounding a little bit here, $45 million in cap space. Your cap space goes, um, your, your cap space drops about $13 million in year two, just in the increases in the way that that looks. And so... To fill out the roster here in 2024, you would need to have 11 more people sign. That is factoring in. We re-sign these three guys. We have these five draft picks, 11 more players. It is 16 more guys with $62 million in cap space in 2025. So just think about these numbers. Think about this, these things. Now start to plug plug and play a couple of the players that you're thinking. So let's talk about how that 2024 free agency is is going to impact everything. So again, you have to look today and in the future. 2026, if you keep fields, you're going to be doling out well over 100 million. You're well over 120 million 
for five players. And again, those five players are Justin, DJ Moore, Braxton Jones, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker. Anyone who signs this offseason a three-year deal, so I keep seeing, right, everybody talking about uh, Daniil Hunter coming in here or Chris Jones or any of those players. Those players are going to be northwards of $20 million or $15 right. million plus a season. That means that they're going to be under contract during this point in time. As we kind of mentioned earlier, last year or uh, next year, if you draft Caleb Williams, he does cost $1 million more than Justin Fields, but he offers cap savings over the next three to four. So what I mean by that is because of the way the rookie scale wage is, is implemented, he would be about $7 million in year one. He would be about nine or ten million in year two, be about eleven and thirteen million in years three and four. So Justin, I think, is six million next year. So that is the million dollar difference. The year after is twenty-five. So that is a fifteen million dollar hit. And then if you look again two years down the line, just factor, let's say he signs for forty million dollars a year and it's not fifty. You're going to be paying him $40 million a year versus the $10 million that you would be paying Caleb Williams. And what's important, Cars, is they they will talk to David Mulata and Justin, Justin's agent. Yeah. And they're going to see what the, the financial expectations for them are on an extension. They'll know that. And if you think that David Mulata is going to sign or give like a hometown discount, Listen, when they trade Justin, there's going to be a market. I think it's so funny, and people are like, "Oh, just sign him to 25 million a year." Doesn't it does not work that way? You think he's going to take less money than what Daniel Jones is making? Ask the Giants if they want that deal. There's no way. It's well, it comes it, it, it comes down to finances again, cars. It's. And you can't front load the like everyone's response is to keep front loading these things. You have eleven guys under contract in twenty twenty six. Eleven guys, and you're talking about one of them is is Sweat, one of them is is Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, and and a whole and Darnell Wright is another, and you've got uh, a couple of, and you know it's Pickens and Dexter, right? So if I front load that deal. And I allow Justin Fields to do that year one. And we say we take 60 million or 80 million to front load it in year two. Man, we can't. There's nothing that we can do. There, there, there is nothing. You are going to what it really comes to, Shane, is right. We would have to basically do all two-year deals or right. three-year deals with a two-year out yep. and cut all of them. And, and get to that point. So this is where that whole thing of you need to be right and you need to understand that I am signing up for $40 million a year in three years by doing this. And no, you're going to be dis you're going to be disappointed. Slick. Yeah, no, uh, Tremaine takes way too much hate for what they ask him to do and his responsibilities, because <clears throat> if you notice the difference in the middle of the field passing game when Tremaine Edmonds is on the field versus when he's not, uh, it is night and day different. But I digress. So one of the issues, cars that I have seen in the chat tonight, mm -hmm. and this is just what I want to 
Just give me two seconds while I okay. look for it. Um, I'm not sure why it's not coming up. It's talking about Caleb Williams and people be, being worried about his frame and his height and his size. And I went, that was big that we talked. So this is a, this is a picture guys. I'm just going to put this up there and take this however you want to take it. That's him standing next to CJ Stroud at the 2022 Heisman presentation. Yeah. Are you still worried about his size guys? Or are we listening to things that we want to hear? because they're negative about a guy that we don't want on our football team because we like somebody else. Just saying, let's pump the brakes. They'll get official numbers on there. This isn't a Bryce Young frame issue at all. Never has been, never will be. Nope. No, that if you want to use that for Jaden Daniels, absolutely, I can understand. Stand that frame being an issue, but it is not the issue with Caleb. But when you when you look at these numbers, and if I go back <clears throat> again to where this looks at, if you we are building a roster, part of the reason that to Shane your earlier point, why we did not go all in on Justin Fields is so that the team could build a more complete roster. That more complete roster stays way more intact right. with Caleb Williams than it does with Justin. Because again, we all love Tevin Jenkins. But if you've got a $40 million contract to your quarterback looming, mm -hmm. are you going to pay a guard 20 plus million a season? Well, and you know what everybody's going to say, Cars? Let's just say that they keep Justin. And let's just say that it doesn't work out with Justin, or let's just say that it does work out with Justin and they start losing guys because of the finances. You're people are going to be pit. How do we lose Tevin? How do we lose Kyler Gordon? How do we, how do we lose this guy? And it's, but I think Shane. this has nothing to do with Justin Fields talent guys. And it's somebody in the chat said, do you, Justin Fields is a starting quarterback, and you morons want to move on from him. He's we understand he's talented. He's also flawed, and he's also got to be paid. That's what this is. He said, "I I hate saying it because you know, but this is the same argument we had with Mitch all these years, right? Like understanding again that Justin is way more talented than he is." But I think we put too much onto the big plays. That's why I'm telling you to go. Don't listen to me. Go listen to Kurt Warner on Parkins. Because what does he say? He says the issue that he's having is what the issue that this year Patrick Mahomes is having, this that Josh Allen is having, and that it is when you need a big play and you need something sometimes spectacular to happen, they can make it. But however, it is the standard plays, the plays play down in, down out that you need so that you don't need that miraculous play. Nobody, no, don't, I, nobody I'm, here did that. No, I, I absolutely am. Because the, the fact is, is that if you oh, think yeah. that, yeah, I know. But right. But it's a, it, we're not comparing talent. We're comparing 
what the situation is, what what the comp is. If if I any of you were on Twitter during that what 2019, 2018, 2019 season, this was the same debate. This was the same thing that we kept having. You either really believe in him or you don't. And there's enough big things that you see that you go, see, this is my guy. And there's enough red flags that happen that you say, hey, man, this this guy isn't. But if you go listen to Kurt Warner and he'll tell you that you need to get more consistent in the easier plays, in the things that are there, in the in the processing. If your processing is a tick faster, you're not into all these crazy downs, crazy situations and making these things happen. And what I'm looking at and what Kurt has seen and, and what some others have seen is that it's it's not there. It's not there consistently. And at, year, at the end of year three, if who you are is still an inconsistent, really high, high, really low lows quarterback, and, and let's be real, that's, that is what it is. I don't know. I don't know how you go forward with it. I just don't. And we talk, we talk so much about he has, you know, after what, six weeks or seven weeks, he was first in the league in touchdowns. He's thrown two since then. And understanding he missed four games, he's thrown two and two touchdowns since he was in the league lead. He's not been the same guy. This is his best year ever. He's averaging 200 yards passing a game. Alex, I know you tried to make this point earlier, but Dak, Dak, what's his big number coming out at cars? 29 million in a season? Um, that's a good, let me double check that one again, because it was, I think it was four for 160 right around there. And I think 2024, it, I think it goes up to like 29. Cause it was actually very low the way that they st- structured it. And I think it goes to like 29 or 30. He does I mean, have like a, a big year at some point. Um, it, it is, yeah, his big year is next year where it is 59 million. There is a jump, but this year he's making $26 million. Okay. So 26. Yeah. But if you, if, I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, those, those players, so Dak Prescott this year is making 28. Zach Martin is making 11. Tyron Smith is making 8 million. Uh, Terrence Steele is making 4 million. So that doesn't really. Again, we can't make stuff up to. to I'm not saying that they didn't get paid, but structure matters and and how it's paid out matters. I mean, lots of people can get paid, guys. Yeah. And next and next year, Tyron Smith is not in. And Zach Martin is carrying a $30 million cap hit. And Dak Prescott is carrying a $60 million cap hit. And Terrence Steele is carrying an $11 million cap hit, and they're $14 million over the cap. So, yeah, they they worked and figured things out for a year because they believed that they were a championship contending exactly. team. We, that's the other part that everybody's missing. You've heard me say it all the time. The cap is real and it's fake. The only time that it should be fake to any team in the NFL is when you have a legitimate yeah. chance at a Super Alex, Bowl. Alex, you're not you're you're you have your mind made up you're not listening to anything that we're saying we're not saying you're trying to make this oh you it's only it's only structure yes that a hundred percent matters i hate to break it to you you have to realize who mulata is 
as an agent. If you think that Justin's going to sign some team-friendly deal, it's not happening. You're going to have to be willing to give him 45 to 50 million a year. And if you're comfortable with that, that is fine. Have fun. You're going to lose players that also need to be paid on a young team that is unproven. Dallas has been in playoff contention year after year after year. We haven't hit 500 yet. Well, and if you want to use the Cowboys as an example, you're more than okay to use a team that has won one playoff game uh, since 2009. Yeah. And Alex, yes, we just said that in this show. Yeah. We feel like the decision has already been made based on finances and how you're going to move forward with your team. This doesn't mean that we're T3P said, well, you got to pay a quarterback at some point. Exactly. And the one that you pay, it better be the right one. And if you finish nine, you did it eight. with Jay Cutler, seven year deal cards. Did they love that? Or did we go into NFL purgatory? Oh yeah. Right. Right away. Right away. And, and that's the thing is if you go nine and eight and again, if, if I throw up these numbers, cause this is what Justin is on pace to do. You're talking about 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, or uh, excuse me, uh, 2,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, and nine interceptions for the season. You, you, you know, th- those are not great. Those aren't bad numbers, but those aren't great numbers. We, right. they're they're middle of the road and you, for what it is. You don't have him for two years. You have him for one. You have him for 2024. You have to pick up the fifth-year option in May of 2024. It's like May 4th or May 3rd, right after the draft. And the point is, you say, all right, so then if you pick it up, then you have him for two years. Okay, you also have the number one pick in the draft. And if you believe in Caleb Williams, I happen to think that Caleb Williams, based on tape, is going to be a really good quarterback. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I've I've missed on players before too, but I also know a lot of people that agree with me. And I, there's people out there that believe he's really, really good, like beyond this draft, multiple drafts back. So then and, you, you, you sit on. on. Go ahead. Uh, that is his pace because that is factoring in 13 games so that would be that's what pace means that he's played for every game that he paid played including extrapolating out the next four that is what his season numbers would look like so yes that is that that is absolutely pace but and and Nunu Daniel Jones type contract sure but Daniel Jones's contract is 40 to 50 million per year yeah Yeah, and that ask the Giants if they regret that right now you you guys are like you gotta you, you we need to aim higher exactly it, it justin can both be the most talented and best quarterback we've had on in our franchise and also not be good enough 
it, it's it's not like we are a history. How many teams have are have never had a four thousand yard passer? One. How many teams have never had a thirty touchdown passer? One. So yeah, being the best is is being the the tallest midget, right? It, it just is what it is. I I love the kid. I love him to death. I love the way that he carries himself. I have his jersey autographed in my in my man cave. It was the first piece that I had to sign to have because I believed and hoped for this kid so much to go. Sometimes timing sucks like we like we said. But you you're sitting there and what you're saying is right now and and what I notice from a lot of Caleb people is like it is all but assured that Justin Fields will go develop somewhere and that the Bears will not be able to develop Caleb Williams. Well, guess what? The Bears aren't de- de- developing Caleb Williams. They're not fucking developing Justin Fields either, guys. It's it it's so weird that that is your argument, that Justin should be here because we can't develop Caleb, but Justin needs development, but he'll get development from the same staff that couldn't develop the other guys. He's... A wonderful kid. I'm going to root for him. I'm going to hope that he does very well, except for the time that we do this. But like this whole idea of of just my guy is going to be okay. And even though he hasn't shown this, he will this time, but the other guy has no shot at it. It's 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 ridiculous. And if that's- right, and it's cars. How many times have we talked about it? And again, this comes off as a slight towards Justin and it's not it's a slight towards Chicago Bears fans it's a slight towards Jeff Joniak Justin stepped up into the pocket against the Minnesota Vikings on third down and threw a dart to a wide open DJ Moore great play great pass and you know what everybody said this is the launch point here we fucking go here we go, baby. That's all it's going to take. We're doing that over a third down pass to set up a field goal. That our fucking bar is so low that we are praising a connection, a pass, 36 yards to a player that's wide open to set up a field goal. That should be routine. It should happen every single week over and over again but nope not in chicago it's a oh remember jay cutler when john fox got here and the bears beat green bay in lambo on thanksgiving here we go it is Here's this is our launch. launch point here we go oh we lost in the playoffs on the double doink fuck the next step super bowl super bowl super bears all we need is a kicker that's it that's what we do here Give me Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. Um, look, it's it, it just is what it is. And this is the last Justin Fields episode for me for the season. I, I'm, I'm oh, done. yeah. Yeah, because we're never going to bring up the name until. No, like yeah. the last oh, no, two have really you. been focused on him. And I, I'm tired of it because it's 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 much like politics you get into your circle you find what you believe in and you don't you don't allow any other influences to look in and see it you don't look you don't take any 
for every time someone shows you if you're for Justin and every time someone shows you a miss, you show like a, a big pass that he hits or a big run that he hits or vice versa. It's just a mess, guys. Like I would rather sit here and be talking about how beatable the Cleveland Browns are and how the right. defense, even before everybody started to fall sure. off, went into the shitter and that they have a chance now to actually go through and run the ball. And yeah. so, but, yeah. But ben, on this, so has has Kyler Gordon progressed? How about Dexter? Yeah, Javon Dexter progressed. Has Jack Sanborn progressed? Has Tevin Jenkins got better? Look at Zach Pickens. I mean, it's... Tyree Stevenson, look where he was in starting and exactly. where he is now. Look at Terrell Smith. Jalen Johnson playing better this year? Is Montez Sweat playing the best football of his career? Yeah. And listen, I'm not an Eberflus guy. But at some point, if you're a Justin Fields fan, and I brought this up last night, and I love Justin. I do. I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed as a bear. Timing sucks, unfortunately. But you can say development, and he's been dealt the short end of the stick, which he has in Chicago. But when you have a guy that's wide open in the middle of the field in DJ Moore, last week or Cole Komet last week. That is not a Matty Eberflus issue. That is not a Luke Getze issue. That is a Justin Fields issue that we saw at Ohio State, that we saw year one, year two, year three, and we continue to see it. And people said, well, how did he win in Ohio State? Because you can out-talent the fuck out of whoever you're playing in Ohio State. Very rarely is Ohio State taking the field, and they're not the most talented team. What is it, two or three games a year? Maybe. It's the same thing in Alabama. It's the same thing in Michigan. It's the same thing with whoever the fuck Notre Dame's losing to that week. Just saying, guys. It's... It's not personal. It's business. That's what this is. It's business. Maybe. Does Justin want to be here? Do we know that? I don't. Does he want to be in Atlanta? Does he want to go home? Does he want to play on turf where he said that's his favorite surface? Does he know that he's going to get paid down there? People, you can't make it personal, guys. It's business. It's a billion-dollar business, and if you pay the wrong guy at quarterback, you're going to be who the Bears have been for a long, long time. Justin Fields had five offensive linemen, two of which protecting for him, two of which got drafted in the first round, one of which got drafted in the second round. He was throwing to three wide receivers, each of which have been drafted in the first round. Not a single person at Caleb Williams is throwing to is going to be drafted in the first round. Not a single offensive lineman is probably going to be taken in the top four rounds from USC. So when you talk about the difference of, yes, Caleb holds the ball just as long as Justin Fields, Caleb Williams is holding on to the ball because he's waiting reasons. for someone to get open. Justin Fields is waiting to see if he has a better option. Like this is 
these things are not the same. Like, these are when stats get you in trouble. When you say, look, he's holding the ball three seconds, just like Justin. Is this like for like? It's 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 not. And, you know, I keep, Alex, I keep seeing your point. If we go nine and eight, we're not getting rid of him. Like, hell, we aren't if they feel that Caleb Williams is an upgrade. I keep hearing everybody say, Braxton Jones should not stop you from drafting Joe Alt or Olu Fashanu then why should Justin Fields stop you from drafting Caleb Williams? Why? If if you if a guy you don't like, Braxton Jones, and you're ready to upgrade because you think, hey, any upgrade's an upgrade, why wouldn't you look at Caleb Williams? In this league, you have two pro championship caliber quarterbacks, in my opinion. That is Joe Burrow, and that is Patrick Mahomes. You drop down a tier, and then you're getting into the Tua's and the Jalen's and the Josh Allen's and and all of these guys. If you do not have one of those guys, and guess what? Justin is not at tier two. He's not. It's just not a thing. And, and so when you look at this, when you look at some of these things that are happening, and you look at some of these plays, look at this. This is a play that the ball should be out. Right now, waits an extra second, can't get the ball there, goes. Does, do people miss this every year? Yeah, every game. Does that get missed? Yes. But watch it. It's a tick slow. This is what Caleb, this is what Kurt Warner is talking about. Okay, Alex, you're, you can stop. We get it. If they get nine and eight, we get it. You keep going nine and eight. So we have to go win out the next four games to finish nine and eight. And I guarantee yes. you the front office already knows what they're doing at quarterback if they have the number one pick. If if they're not waiting to see nine and eight is not there. Oh shit. Not we're changing. And like we said, it's a financial issue, first and foremost. It is a financial issue versus production. Because to Shane's point, if you are not willing to spend forty million a year on him right now, you're not gonna do it. That's it. That's that's I mean, we were going to we are we are going to to we talked about it last week, right? Guys don't do it in in week 4 in year 4. We we've done it. Well, it's I don't even have anything on Cleveland right now because there's too much there's there's just been too much. So, next year we'll figure, you know, next week it'll go back to actually talking about matchups. This is a very winnable one. This should be one that the Bears win pretty handily i mean i i'm scared of miles garrett but no one else on that defense well and uh why am i missing blanking on the cornerback's name right now um ward ward denzel ward he's nicked up a little bit but he's he's expected to play but they lost delpit he's out they lost a couple offensive linemen they lost uh their other end but yeah i mean it this sets up pretty decent, but again, they are a they're a different beast in Cleveland. That defense, especially, but they they haven't been the same though since some of the injuries started to stockpile a bit. I think you know if you looked, they they were through, um, God, what was it through Baltimore? That defense was looking pretty good, but since then, the Broncos gashed them in the run game. The Rams gashed them in the run game. Jacksonville can't run on anybody, so they didn't right. really do anything. Um, 
but that offensive line can't pass block for shit. And with Will is Will's out too. I don't really, right. you know, this should be an, a, a game that should be like a 30 to 20 kind of game that the bears should win. And it should be not as close as the score dictates, but but you can't go out and let Joe Flacco make plays against your defense that is ascending. Can't do it. You 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 can't. And this, you know, this is a Nick Chubbless roster, right? This is uh who's who's gonna be the guy? Is it uh Jerome Ford is going to be mm-hmm. the the starter? Um you know Najoku is still good for a couple of key drops a game. You know, Cooper is still a really good. It's going to be a great Jalen Johnson right. matchup this week. Uh, but this this should be a this should be a win. Right. And uh, T three. This is the this is the 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 point. And I know you dropped a couple of uh, you actually had a couple good comments in the chat earlier. But this isn't. <laughs> I don't know how many times we have to say that Justin Fields is wildly talented, but along with that, he's wildly inconsistent. So and weird that he's like due yeah. a wild contract. He is about to get paid, and that's what this. I'll, you know what? Here, let me put this this drop in here because we do have some breaking news. Breaking news. The This is a financial issue. I guess we should have said that tonight. This isn't a talent issue. This comes down to financial control. Big time. You don't have to make a massive financial commitment. And at when you're not ready. And can you say that Caleb Williams is definitely, is he a more progressed passer than Justin Fields coming out of college? Yep, he is. Is he more athletically gifted? Nope, sure not. He's not. It's not a talent issue, guys. It's finances. That's why we're not showing dimes up there. It's not what this it's, is about. You guys, you, you just got to get over it. You can say a guy is missing things, and it and it doesn't mean that I haven't seen the the throw and don't see these incredible plays that he's made. But you can't you can't take the plays that he makes without and skip the plays that he misses. You can't just like the vice versa. You cannot take the plays that he misses and never acknowledge the ones that he's hit. We've done it. If you've just come to the show, I spent the first 10 plus weeks blaming Luke Getze and showing all the problems I have with the Getze, the Getze scheme. But now I get told in comments that I'm ignoring Getze. Like, no, guys, it's, it is what it is. You are now, what, 38 games into his career? 38 games. And we're still talking about the highs and the lows. That's the that's the issue. By this point, we had all heard, right? You go get him his Stefan Diggs, and you are going to see that leap. And we got him his Stefan Diggs, and guess what? It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. That's 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 really where it is. Joe, I I bet you I know who you want to move forward with. 
I mean, maybe because it's your profile picture, but this is what we're talking about. <laughs> we're pointing out the flaws because it's a financial issue, Joe. The flaws right? are why you don't want to pay Jesus. him forty million Isn't a that year. Hard? All right, you're a Justin Fields fanboy that's clouded and has made up your mind. That's great, Joe. I get it, dude. Stop. We're not here saying that Justin sucks. You just don't want to hear anything negative. He's out here dropping dimes. Somebody told me that he's scoring amongst, amongst the NFL elite. Guess what? It's not true, guys. But no, you guys are just pointing out negatives. Justin's my profile picture. I have three of his jerseys, right? You guys are just haters. That's what it is. You're right. You, you cracked the code. You cracked the TTNL code. We're playing favorites. That's what we do here. I don't know how many times in a row we have to say the same thing. But and, this, is, this is Bears fans. But and, and Jedi, yes, they they don't arise for two years. But guess what? You have to do it. You have to, you have to start it now. And when you start it now, it impacts who you sign this offseason. It impacts who you sign next offseason. This decision impacts the entire offseason of what you're going to do and where you're going. It is the single thing that the whole offseason flips on is what are they going to do at quarterback? Because guess what? If you don't sign Justin and you don't do the fifth year, if you do what uh, the Jets did, and they traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a second and a fourth round pick. And they did this ahead of the May deadline so that uh, the Panthers could then extend the fifth year contract to make sure that they weren't going to pull a New York Giants thing and do that. But it absolutely matters because you're trying to build and what this front office has shown you time in and time out is that they want to build the most complete roster that they can. And Cars, how do you do that? And exactly, you you make good, sound financial decisions. If I told you that signing Mitch to that fifth-year extension could be the difference between the Bears getting Brian Burns or Chase Young or Josh Allen from the Jaguars or you or or that, that is that is the difference right like that's that's exactly the point sweat didn't sweat didn't sign so you could try a rookie quarterback yeah, he, he signed because he got 25 million a year and guess what if the bears have caleb williams next year and the offensive line which by the way has looked night and day better yes there's an issue at center but you sit down and, and go from left to right with that line as it is right now with a better center this team in a very weak NFC North division, very weak NFC North division, will compete for a playoff spot with Caleb Williams next year. It, it's 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 it. If if I if if you look at this again, twenty five billion in twenty five or in twenty four uh, uh, signing up for twenty five million in twenty five is a linchpin to, hey, why didn't we go sign Chase Young, Brian Burns, um, 
God, why am I blanking on the Chris Jones? Why didn't we sign any of those? It's because we made the decision to, to, to extend and do the fifth year on Justin Fields. That's it. Those are the differences. <sighs> Fiery show, but we expected it, guys. That's I mean it's it, it is everyone none, has none of this time. is personal. I I appreciate every even you T3. I appreciate all of you guys showing up, but this isn't oh, we hate Justin. <laughs> it's sometimes you have to make decisions that are hard. And again, wildly talented quarterback that you, you're gonna have to commit to at the expense of others when there's a wildly talented, cheaper option that is more progressed as a passer. You and again, this is the this is how a front office is going to look at it. They are going to lay out who's under contract, where they are, where the money is going. And then they're going to play games where they say, this is how Ryan Poles will set his values. This is how he sets a maximum value on a player. He might, I have in here that he might say that, you know, that Jalen Jones uh, Johnson is an $18 million a year player. He could sit down and say, you know what, uh, to me, he's still a $16 million a year player. That's my cap. <laughs> the reason you do that is because, again, the cap is both fake and real, and it should only be fake when you have a legit chance at the to win at to win a Super Bowl. This should not be a New Orleans Saints chance to win a Super Bowl. It needs to be a legit chance. And so if you sit down and look at this and go, Shane and I have talked before. I think the dream scenario for me right now is that the Bears trade Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons for the second pick, second round pick, and Kyle Pitts, who they can't figure out how to use. Yeah, you have to hold their feet. Listen, there's going to be a mark. I think, I think Seattle is going to look. I think Minnesota is going to call. I don't think that the Bears would entertain giving them a, a quarterback. Obviously, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. There's going to be a market, guys. Easton Stick is starting a game right now in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. But these are the things, and I, I don't want to get into this but guys watch this is this is the things that they're looking at everybody watch cole Komet on this play he is at the top of your screen third one right on the hash mark this look is what this. we're this is what we're talking about guys look at cole keep so your he, eyes on cole Komet. look at justin's head is already moved from the left to the middle so look at the safety at the top left of your screen. That is Kirby Joseph, who is not a hitter, but watch. Watch what look at this. Is he open, guys? Has he been open? This is what's happening all the time. In this happening every week. It's been Justin Fields' number one flaw coming out. And it's his number one flaw in year three. Is drafting Marvin Harrison going to change that? Or is Marvin Harrison going to be open and doesn't get the ball ripped to him? Now, does he do it sometimes? Yes. But if you're paying a guy $50 million, you have to be way more consistent at that. And guess what happens on this play? Let's back it up from the beginning. 
Watch how this plays out. This ends up being a penalty. I think what they call it on, was it on Darnell, right? Yes. Ended up calling a hold. And Boom. the reason you can know Boom. that Boom. The, the reason you can know that is you watch if you watch the bat behind him angle, yeah. you see the head motion. So you see him look to the Ends left. Ends up being a fi- one and two. Great play by Justin there to, to even get the ball there. But it was a penalty. Because Making something simple. Shouldn't be here in year three, guys. And this has been a pro this has been a Justin problem. Boom. Looking. Thread that ball in there. Rip it. You have the talent to. The safe, the middle linebacker is bailing out of that spot. The safety is is on the opposite side of the hash. That is a throw to make. And I don't want to hear we should show every play that every other quarterback misses. I don't care. Show me them too. Everybody that always sits down and says, show me Patrick Mahomes doing this 10 times out of 10. Show Fine. Show me Justin doing it one time out of 20. One time out of 10. Like, you you want... Everything does not have to go, well, show me someone else. People, throws are missed. But you watch that game and you will consistently see there is a second delay. There's an extra ball tap before the ball is out. These are two plays in one game. And there are, to my count, eight other plays in 30 passing attempts or 32 passing attempts. You got one out of every three. To your point, Carter, you got three hops there while he's open. Yep. One. When did Shane? When did when did Justin get injured? Three. Exactly. Holding the ball on the six seconds when DJ Moore was open. These are things we've seen constantly. Yeah, Jamal Lewis and the and Anthony. The throw it. The throw it. That will forever be it. It's just who he is. And it it again, could it happen? Yes. But we talked about it last week. Two quarterbacks since the rookie wage scale has been implemented have become the guy after not establishing themselves in year th- by year three. And that is Geno Smith right. and Cole's Cash Kirk Cousins. And, and Bullets, I love you, man, but at what point is it a Justin Fields problem? I understand. He Has he improved since he's been in the league? Yep. He has. That development came from someplace. But where do all the quarterbacks? They they don't. They're with their quarterback coaches. We talked to you about his mechanics, about his drop back, right? We we've talked about some of those things that have continually been an issue. I mean, I know folks that look at it. If you look at Robert Schmitz, Robert Schmitz broke down that he was a half second slower in his drop back. Do you think that that imp- impacts how much how often they're going to go under center? Absolutely. Okay, guys. There's there's nothing wrong with being critical of a player that you love or that you like on your team. We're trying to show everybody we want what's best for the bears. That's what we all want. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. We want what is best for this franchise. None of the, not one time in all my years have been that I've been doing this and I've, cars we've known each other since what 95 way too long yeah (laughs) 
did we i've never went out of my way to say you know what i hate that dude so i'm gonna build a narrative about him because just because i don't want him on my team no we we got the, killed the for best being... the best situation for the bears by leaps and bounds is for justin to have clicked and you can trade down for the war chest yeah hasn't happened that play that i just showed you shouldn't be happening in year three no. in the nfl shouldn't be happening and is it a coaching issue maybe it contributes to it guys you're a professional quarterback that's not this that part of it shouldn't be an issue does that get fixed in year four year five year six does it get fixed when you're getting paid 50 million my guess would be no my guess would be that's still going to be a problem and that's why again arizona regrets the kyler deal it's why new york regrets the daniel jones deal when you focus too much on what could be versus what it is then you're making the wrong decision you're making emotional decisions that are going to cost you and as yeah. a general manager you get one shot if you are ryan poles and if you get read the the yahoo article by charles robinson but if you are ryan poles do you want to fail at your one chance at a general manager job with a quarterback somebody else drafted right or do you want to fail with a quarterback that you drafted and again this is classic where t3 started off so well tonight and now he's back into being a moron in the comments nobody said that quarterbacks don't miss t3 nobody said that somebody dm me or put a comment on youtube today that said he can show me so many clips over and over and over again of patrick mahomes doing the same thing that justin fields is doing send me the clips t3 clip them for me i'm not saying that they all don't miss are they missing as consistently as justin and are they due 40 to 50 million here quickly and you have a chance to draft a more progressed passer at the top of the draft? Nope. Nope. The, the nope. point the point is they all miss. Does Mahomes hit more than he misses or misses more than he hits? Does Joe Burrow hit more than he misses? When Josh Allen the last couple of years, he was really good. Guess what? He hit more than he missed. This year, missing more than he hits. The difference is right now. Justin misses more than he hits. That's it. If, if if we're talking about the run game and everything else and, and how explosive he is, that's great. It's a wonderful trait. I will never belittle it. But if there is a play to be made throwing the ball right now, can you trust him? I don't know that you can. Because, again, use that, use that Minnesota game, the play before, what happened? He missed Tyler Scott in the middle of the field. He missed Tyler. He's missed Darnell Mooney. Like, if, if you want to look at a player who should be extremely frustrated, Darnell Mooney, who runs most of his routes through the middle of the field and has been open consistently, that play that I showed, Darnell Mooney, no player has been missed more than Darnell Mooney. And that is not on the player. He is open. It's going. That's it. Does he hit more than he misses? The answer to date from passing the ball is no. He misses more than he hits. That's the problem.
Exactly. Well, we're almost at that 90 minute mark cars. So that that is 75 minutes more than I wanted to spend on this topic. Uh, and I'm just sad. We got to wrap up so I can miss on more wisdom from my guy T3. So we'll, we'll go back to actual stuff. Volcomet and DJ Moore are having career years. Yes. Yes. And Darnell Mooney is having a, a comeback year. Yeah. Darnell's eating it up. Toilet bowl productions. So, um, Thanks everybody. This was not fun. This was the exact opposite of that. And uh, but always appreciate everybody listening anyway. Yeah. Real quick, Jamari, I, I've thought about the same thing, but I don't think that we uh I wouldn't be against thinking that the Chicago Bears are famous for pushing things down people's throat. Oh, they're living in the the complex. They're they're both working out and they're you go home first you go home first that's fine proof is in the pudding right have we seen it have we seen the production there no we haven't we'll see and what's the biggest difference when he yeah. went from number one to number two where did the routes move him to right that's it what we showed you last week look at the middle of the field look at how often it is not used in a game not on play calling if this stuff is there. It's it. It, it really is. And I I hope to God he, he figures it out. But we are not an elite QB away. But guess what? We're the fourth youngest team in football. We're the fourth youngest team in football. We have a good offensive line that does need a center. We have a number one wide receiver. We have a number one tight end. Guess what? If you get a quarterback, you are building the right way and you are building for a long decade plus run as a Super Bowl contender. You look at what Cincinnati has done with Joe Burrow. Absolutely. Since Joe Burrow has elevated that whole franchise. That's it. Yep. That's it. I hear you. That's enough for me. I don't want to read any more comments. It's just. It's just you know, inflammatory. T three. That's fine. If if that's what T three has to believe, nah, he get we fine. we give him more attention than he gets on his own show. That's why. Mm. Like I got to go over to TTNL that gets some views so I can. You picked the wrong show, man. Talk about my podcast. There's another, there's another one that gets way. Ouch! Ouch! You know what T three P is? He's a views hater. Oh boy. He's a oh. views hater. Take that, T three. Oh. Still waiting for you to DM me, boy. Want to come on a show? We'll talk some football. Guess what? Get that big old L on your forehead. Get that ready. That's what's going to happen. Anyways, we love you guys. Except for you, T3P. Punk. Later. I love you too. We're out of here. See you guys. Bears versus Browns. I picked Cleveland 24, Chicago 16. What was that your? That would be, that would be, I would pick. So I said 30, 20, but I think I'm going to go 21, 17 Bears. There you go. Let's see what happens. For Bears Nerd, I am Shane Marsaw, and we are JF1 Haters, and we out of here. Love you guys. Later. Bear down. <laughs> I was going to do something really funny, but you know what? We're going to pass on it. Love you guys. We're out. <laughs>